Well, if you're here right now watching and there is 42 of you, thank you so much for joining. Appreciate Banter for this Black Hills Information Security webcast. My name is Jason. We got Deb, we got Ian, we got Ralph, we got Chris, we got Travis, we got Ashley, we got Ryan, we got Brian, and BB King. And we're all joining you here today because we like to do pre-show banter because you show up early because we show up early. We show up early because you show up early. Uh, This is not the webcast. Here's what we'd like to do today. Uh, Instead of just talking to each other about things that make us happy, uh, we want to talk to you about things that could help improve you and your career. Uh, Because here's what's been happening recently. The career chat has been just very, 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 very active. And so what we'd like to do is help answer your career questions. You got people here currently uh, doing well in their careers. And so we could potentially answer a question that we you may have. We have a question have. already. We do. We do. If you oh, go back to Hotel 6. What are your thoughts on those that say entry-level cybersecurity equals mid-level IT? Uh, let's I don't with... disagree. I don't yeah, disagree. Uh, yeah. Um, because when you look at a lot of entry-level, and even back when I was first getting into this industry, um, 10 plus years ago, entry-level cybersecurity required at least three years in IT experience. I'd want to know a little bit more of the context. Like, are we talking about pay? Are we talking about experience? Are we talking about knowledge? Like, all of it. All, all three, actually. Not that. That. not that I've said them all, all, all about it. <laughs> I can't figure out one that doesn't. That doesn't. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I think it's kind so, of funny because security is <laughs> kind of the, uh, I, I hate to put it as like. It's like a niche. Yeah. Well, it's also the more advanced part of those things. So it's like, if you don't have the fundamental understanding of how these things just work in general, it becomes more difficult to think about that from a security perspective, right? That, like That's most- the thing you pick up is, is you learn, you learn yeah. for the administration or the development, whatever you're doing, when you're making things or running things, you learn how it's supposed to go. You yep. learn how things fail. You learn the shortcuts you have to take when I've got mm-hmm. 10 things I have to do today and only time for yep. six. You learn how things break. And then on top of that, you can have the yeah. security stuff. And You're focus like, on why is it doing it like this? I, that doesn't yeah. make any sense. This, this, uh, this has been a bug. Maybe that's actually a vulnerability. So, and that's right. kind of where sure. yeah. it's yeah. definitely easier to break into websites if you spent a long time building them. Right? Yes, definitely well, easier like- to navigate an internal network if you've spent time building definitely. out and troubleshooting or something and troubleshooting portion it. of yeah. our yeah. job. It's funny because. <laughs> I used to work with uh, another uh, very talented uh, security person, and he actually came from a development background, right? And mm-hmm. he came into this, and he was like, oh, uh, he got brought on, and we're like, hey, um, his, his name is Ryan Hansen, and um, he got brought on to work, and he was like, oh, um, you could do security, right? I think you'd be great at this because you have the mindset. Anyway, so he has just been like a full soft software developer. He comes on to the team and we are trying to send a fish and we run into this problem where when you send a document or something, it would prompt, um, you know, at the top, it would be like, hey, um, are you sure you want to open this? It has, you know, ActiveX or not ActiveX, but my- macros, right? And he was like, oh, well, that's kind of annoying. I don't want him to have to do that. And so he spent four days, ended up finding like three CVEs in Microsoft, right? for this functionality that Microsoft couldn't fix because all he did was just not only look at the problem, but he just looked at uh, maybe what they hadn't thought of. So he ended up like pretty much doing something three times in a row, right? That ended up causing this to not prompt this message. And Microsoft took over a year to patch this vulnerability. But from the software development background, he was looking at it from that perspective, right? Like, hey, how would this work? Anyways, um, so yeah, not a finding zero days, just right out of that. The the thing I have an issue with, or not an issue with, but 
I think the bigger problem with the question about what are your thoughts on those that say entry-level cybersecurity equals mid-level IT, I, I honestly think there needs to be a rebaselining of what entry-level security means. I think there's too many recruiters and businesses out there that feel like entry-level means I'm going to hire a junior engineer or a junior architect or something like that, and they're going to be able to do all these things, when in reality, our industry has grown to the point where our junior-level folks, and this might be unpopular, should be much closer to how you would recruit in a help desk. And you go through and say, we're going to bring you in. We're going to teach you how to do these five tasks that you're going to get a billion D tickets on. And either you're going to take to it like a fish to water, you're going to like it, you're going to grow, you're going to expand, or you're not. And those roles should exist down more at a help desk pay grade to allow them to, to move into that. I, I, I've seen that problem play out with so many executives putting high, they put, they build this unicorn role. And they're like, no, it's entry level. It's the first tier of security we have. <laughs> and in IT. I, I, yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with you, Ian. And I think part of the problem too is executives aren't making these job, you know, requirements. It's, it's people that are not familiar with the roles that are going, oh, hey, give me some things to put in this listing. And they're like, okay, entry level. And it's like, okay, what is entry level in this industry? Well, <laughs> like well, that person FNG just joked, 10 years plus a doctorate in cybersecurity. I mean, they're not wrong. <laughs> when I was applying for a job 10 years ago, it was like three to five years plus a bachelor's in some IT field. Wait, <clears throat> uh, where does that land people though? I mean, when I came out of school, this is a long time ago, there was no such thing as a security undergraduate degree. Right. Right. I mean, normally, if you get an under undergraduate degree, you'd come out and you'd expect like an entry level, hopefully not at the lowest possible pay that exists in the universe. But now you've got undergraduates getting information security degrees mm -hmm. at many universities and their, their yeah. criteria changes and, and what they cover in each university changes. But those students are expecting to come out of school, hopefully have at least an internship under their belt and come out and get an entry-level job, and they might come out and see these positions where it says entry levels five years, seven years in the IT field. Now go do that yep. and then come back to us, right? right? I don't know how the industry is going to handle like three, five more years down the road when you have a large amount of people going through those programs, because I still think it's it's not a lot of people right now. And the programs are just adjusting. Right. And the programs aren't all equal. And, and that's wow. a huge problem too, is you have all these universities that are trying to all compete with one another and saying, hey, here's this degree um, certificate certificate that's not actually a degree, it's just a certifi certification. Mm -hmm. And what are these people actually going through? Like, well, they're spending their money on these certifications and the classes are realistically just, you know, like Cisco, Net yeah. Plus, type mm -hmm. things it's also interesting they, they too, tend to be the, more the uh, the 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 it side of things because that's the stuff that is consistent if you want to get a degree you have to get a degree from an accredited place and the accreditation takes time to do so the subject matter has to be consistent over time and that's not how security works yeah. right the basics of, right. of securing hard. a network yes yeah. attacking a network no you right, are way behind certification They're, programs as cybersecurity. Oh, you know, spend that, six that's years, what pays six the bills. No, yeah. that's what pays the bills. It's like, that's, you know, you've got like, how do I get you to come to my university? We offer a cybersecurity program, right? right? But, you know, the truth be told, right? Who are the instructors? And they probably aren't doing that in the business because if they are doing that day to day, they'd be a lot more than academia 
is going to pay them to be in that position, right? So it's just kind of the truth of the financial scenario more than anything. Not to say that certain schools might not have great programs because they could build that. It just takes a long time. And this stuff moves really fast as brands. We've got another question in here. Photographer asked, firstly, thank you for the informative sessions. They said, I'm green and pivoting from freelance photography for the last six months, learning this framework, CI Triad, well, Wireshark and Basic Python. What would be the ideal game plan to sell my so, transferable skills? I have a story that's very similar. I worked hmm. with a guy who, um, phenomenal person, super, super smart. He majored in college in biology and was like pre-med. And he decided to completely switch um, careers and he self-taught himself, you know, Python, troubleshooting, how to write scripts, how to code, um, networking. You know, he did all of this stuff and somehow broke into IT. And I think part of the problem is, you know, teaching yourself how to code and how, you know, networks work and web applications and all of that stuff. But also it, it in this industry, it is kind of who you know, too, like networking. Yeah. To everyone uh, currently here, there's 138 of you. Thank you so much for joining us. This is not the webcast. The webcast will begin in 17 minutes. This is pre-show banter where we're just currently talking about uh, career stuff. Uh, the reason why we're talking about career things is that if you're part of the Black Hills Discord server, uh, the career chat has become the most active, robust, uh, and people are helping, people are supporting, people are being kind, people are mentoring. And so if you're on Discord and you're not using the career chat to help you and yourself and help others, we got another so question. Skyworm just asked, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Skyworm just asked a great question. Go ahead. Um, what degree would we recommend? I'm not sure I would recommend a degree. We recommend still, one. Yeah. To be honest. Yeah. I would say away from the university, way too expensive for the value. Just my personal opinion. Well, and, and, and it goes on. contrary. It goes contrary to what universities like universities is like, well, let's make the curriculum, let's set it in and Professors put it all together and then they teach that for 50 freaking years. And that's what they teach, right? And there's very little evolution to it. And literally by the time you're done developing the class for a university setting for weeks and weeks and weeks, by the time you get to the end of the class, it's out of date. So I can't really fault it. And some of the reviews 200 plus resumes per year and does a lot of hiring. I would say focus on your, your niche, right? Cybersecurity is a broad spectrum. There's so many different things within in cybersecurity. Oftentimes, we'll get resumes where people have 80 plus uh, certifications, but they're they're a jack of all trades, but an e expert in none of them. So, mm -hmm. what it is in cybersecurity you want to go after and narrowly focus your your skills training on that. So, if you want to be a penetration tester, do everything you need to do to be a penetration tester. If you want to be a SOC analyst. If you want to run a sock someday, focus your efforts For, yeah. on the defensive side. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's difficult to do when you don't have normally, I guess you go back 20 years. The thing is that you focus in an area and you've got your degree in that. And that's what you put on your resume coming out of school, yeah. right? When you come out and you have 80 different certifications from five different certifying bodies, how do you identify the area you actually want to focus on? And I found I that it, it, it can be very difficult to do that if you're just blankly sending your resume out to an open job description, right? You can overwhelm people looking at this resume that's probably eight pages long and they don't know what you want to do. And so it's hard well, to place Isn't you. that why you start as a developer or, or an IT staff somewhere so you have that job and then you don't apply somewhere else for security. You move from IT to security in the organization you're already in. And then after you've got that first foothold in security, now you've got a resume where you can go somewhere else after you put your time in. 
yeah, that first well, place. Well, and, and I, I know a lot of organizations won't won't allow or don't have the leverage to say, uh, or the, I guess the field to let somebody say, hey, you're a developer. I'll let you spend a quarter of your time doing something that is yeah. securing yeah. development, right? No, I bought well, no, you, you a developer. You I don't, own you. you you've got to make the path for yourself. You can't yeah, exactly ask them to give it to you. So, yeah. so yeah. Don't, spend a, don't ask to spend a quarter of your time on something. Go spend extra time working with the, the security team. Be that person on the development team who understands and who is a friend with the people on security. So you can go well, back and share what you learn. And, and it's one of those things that John talks about on his five-year path to InfoSec is like, Getting out there, obviously, like learning the code and a lot of the stuff you were already, were already talking about, but then getting involved in like open source projects and yeah. contributing to those so, types of things and creating your own tools and some things you think are cool. And then you start putting that stuff out there. And that's a great way to get a reputation so, right there. The other yeah. thing, too, is that of uh, like instead of trying to make a better resume, get out in the community exactly. that you want to be part of. And like the first thing that I did on my career, right, was I just started going to meetups that were local in my area, right? And I started talking to people. Coincidentally, I talked to Bo, right, where I had met him before. But I just went to these meetups and I just talked to people about what they were doing and stuff. And IT was already an interest for me, but I wasn't in security. And so, and I just showed up and you just have these conversations and stuff. And that goes to Ashley's points. Those connections are <laughs> a lot more valuable than just sending a resume to a lot of people. So get out there. Yeah. Speaking of connections, the other recommendation I have, if you have good connections, is have your brother own one of the more prestigious cybersecurity <laughs> companies out there and Lean have him the just as hard giving as you, you a job. That's a hack. <laughs> lean that's into a hack. it. Don't, don't listen to this. Don't be this afraid. Is... Don't be afraid of the nepotism. Just, so, just lean in. Well, I was going to say that my, I was going to say my opinion is might be controversial from this group, but I think Brian actually got the real controversial opinion. But, but I would, I would actually, I'll argue for universities here. I'll, 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 All right, let's hear uh, it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to like it. Here's the reason why I would argue for a degree. I don't, as a hiring manager, when I hired before, I don't necessarily care what your degree is in, right? When you're dealing with large corporations and things like that, often it is very, very difficult for me to place you in any security role to get you the type of, um, you know, uh, pay structure that I would need to if I can't show that you have a four-year degree. Now, I'm not saying that you need one to get into security. But what I'm saying is getting past that HR firewall without going mm -hmm. to meetups and things like that. And even if you do go to the meetups, sometimes they go, yeah, we're hiring. And then you get to the HR piece and they're like, oh, you got to have a degree for this role. A, a lot of companies, even though they're not going to look at your degree as the end all be all of cyber, they do look at it for your, you know, what you can do in management, what pay grade you go in, things like that. So the yeah. question was what degree to get. Honestly, I never really cared, but you know, if you went through underwater basket, yeah, comp sci, anything like that, that would expose you to more cool. But if you're trying to get into large corporations and you want to make sure you've got the easiest path past the firewall, finish your four year degree. If you have the opportunity, if not do everything everyone else has said, so or do both. Now I've got a, so, I've got a I've, different path. Sorry, Brian, gotta, go ahead. I'm going to pause real quick. All right, it's going to be 10 minutes till yeah. the webcast starts. Uh, we're doing pre-show banter now, so if you just showed up, uh, we, we've had a lot of people just show up in the last couple of minutes. They, they don't understand the context of what we're doing. Uh, we're currently helping people as best we can with their career questions uh, because the career chat has become the most uh, active chat on uh, our Discord server. So if you would like to help others with their careers, you can always go in and answer other people's questions. We give different roles for people. You get different access to different parts of the Discord server. Uh, if you're like, really? Yes. Uh, there's a lot of hidden channels that uh, up here 
uh, once you start being more active and engaged. Uh, so thank you to those people who are active and engaged. Uh, we got Travis with yeah. us today. We got BB King. We got Brian. We got Chris. We got Ryan, uh, which has just got his camera on his dog for some reason. <laughs> but uh, Ian, we got uh, Ralph and Ashley, Deb, and myself. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. I'm going to ask this question because, you know, as people come in, Chris, I know you want an answer, but I'm going to actually ask you this question, Chris, and then we'll pivot from there. I want to do this every week. Where uh, we've sat around, uh, whenever we're at Wallace Hacking Fest, whenever we're all together, we generally ask this question: How did you end up at Black Hills? Uh, because John is—he's almost like putting the A team together, where it's like he shows up and all of a sudden, like you get added to the team somehow. So, Chris Trainer, how did you end up at Black Hills? And if it takes you two minutes to answer, then we'll move on to something else. But... <laughs> no stories. Uh, Thirty, so... 30 seconds. Go. Let's go. All right. Perfect. Uh, so coming into Black Hills for me, it was uh, it was a mix of of networking at at events and with people over time, and also building my skills uh, on the side at night and in my in my previous job. So uh, I got into doing some TAing stuff for Sands. I wound up meeting a bunch of people through that, some instructors, some people who just worked in the industry who did TAing as well, in, including our own uh, Derek Banks. And when I started looking around for, for work, I just started looking at the companies that I knew people who were good people at, right? And I, of course, heard of Black Hills for a couple of years before that. So I just kind of waited and, uh, and waited for something to open up. And, and then I, I applied, right? I mean, I, I shot the, a message to a couple of people that I knew at the different companies when I was applying across the board um, and just said, hey, you know, my resume is in. If there's anything you can do, great. If not, totally understand. That's fine. And I think by the time I wound up getting through our interview process, which was pretty quick, which was nice and a good change. Yeah, I, I think a lot of it had to do with just knowing the company that I wanted to work for instead of just blasting out to 20 different companies. The one, the one or two that I actually knew people that were good at and I knew what the job was about and how the company operated, that I think played better for my applying. So I, I think that's how I got here. I'll let somebody else say how I absolutely didn't. And it's because they got a large charitable donation somehow that did not come from me and they confused me with somebody else. But I wanted to, I wanted to mention for off of what BB said a, a second ago, just so I could share a, a link here. Uh, when BB said about making security part of your job, even though it's not something that they allow you to do, that's sort of how I wound up coming into security as well. I did QA automation and uh, scripting and, and uh, some dev work and stuff for years. But I had tried, I wanted 10 years before getting into security to come out of school and do it immediately. So what wound up working for me, and I'll put the link in here because I talked about it a couple of years ago at PancakesCon, was I deliberately found a company that had been through a major security breach and I got a job there. It was Equifax. And I got a job there found that if I just took a job in the role that I know I'm good at and I've been doing for years at a company I know needs security work, get in under a different job and then just offer up that you are interested in security and say, hey, I'll help out with this. Well, Chris, that's a great idea. But what if it's like, I don't know, I'm just going to pick a random company here, MGM, and their websites don't work and you can't apply for anything at all. What would you do in that situation? <laughs> let it, give it a week. I would move on. <laughs> move no, to something else. Soon. It's too yeah. soon. You got to wait a little bit. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, I did mention in that 
that talk, I'm like, you know, pick your battles. Don't just go to any any post-breach company. Make sure it's a company that can sustain and their website still works and you can you can do it. Yeah, you do like the one guy who walked up to the cage and said, I can stop your ransomware and then was arrested. <laughs> or fix it for them. That and happened. Just be like, here's my resume. Hey, Enron, you guys hiring right now? Oh, that's oh, I, I, maybe maybe I'm, they, it's a little bit of an old reference. I don't Mo- know. Moving on, moving yeah. on. Ryan's <laughs> older than the rest of us. Okay, so <laughs> oh. for those of you that are watching, we got 285 people here. Thank you so much for joining us on this Black Hills webcast. Uh, we're expecting about seven to 800 people. Please join us on Discord. That's what's on the screen right now. You can join us in the webcast live chat channel. If you have any questions about your career, you can always ask here. If you're currently looking for a job, if you go down here to job hunting and you type in the word seeker, I'm going to give you a role that says job hunter. Uh, and then when I go live for job hunting live streams on Tuesdays, I'll let you know so that way you can attend if you would like to. Uh, currently, we're at about 225 people that have found jobs through the live streams. And so that's something that we like to do for the community. But for those of you that are here, uh, go ahead and drop a GIF or a meme or something that lets us know where you're from in the world John uh, was insanely fast yeah. how did wow. he wow he was yeah. sitting there waiting he for you to ask that question the whole pre-show it. banter was just... usually i'm the first well done john uh first <laughs> first yeah uh, you're from the world, world wide web Trivana, <laughs> very good welcome to space Hey, speaking of space, does anyone ever like outside at night sometimes realize that you're in the middle of the ever expanding universe and that that's where you're at, like, and get agoraphobic? Anyone? Anyone else? No, Jason, not all of us had. Uh, I'm going to let you all go. Killers that you. Bye, had. Brian. I got to go do real work now. Okay, Sorry, bye, everybody. Brian. Oh, this is real work for uh, some of us. I, I know. Bye. He jokes. He's taking the rest of the day off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ralph, uh, you got four minutes. So do you, Travis, uh, you'll be doing the webcast today. Yeah, everybody else joining us. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah. If this is your first time on a Black Hills webcast, let us know on either the Zoom Q&A or in Discord. And thank you yeah. for giving us a shot. Yeah. We hope you don't hate it here. You have many choices when you watch webcasts. <laughs> webcasts, but I'm glad you've chosen us today. We understand you have many choices. We understand. Oh, just a real quick controversial opinion. Uh, there are two moons. There are two moons. They've been lying to us. There are two moons. Okay. That's think, the one you're going to go with. I think those wow. take one controversial were a little bit too wow. much. From you, Jason. You're going to go with the moon thing, huh? Yeah. Jason, I think your liver needs to re- regrow fast. I know. Yeah. I think it's affecting your brain. It's, yeah. Sure I was laying there for two months and thinking about how there's two moons. <laughs> that accent, too. That's Did you watch really... Moonwalker? Yeah. <laughs> when you say it's, it's like, controversial, you know, have to use a bit of an accent. That's a two, sound, a two <laughs> <laughs> Johnson. You know, Jason, that's a reflection. That is a reflection on the water. Three minutes, everybody. I'm wow. going to share my screen what here so that way uh, Ralph can go ahead and share his. Is that fentanyl that you were on? I was on fentanyl that's for three days. Two moons. Three, I had a button I could push. Fentanyl. We're. <laughs> We're going to do this without slides today, I've decided. I'm okay. Oh. I've seen that done before, though. It's uh, very uh, auditory. <laughs> um, it's going to be I one hour so. of Ralph's face, half of your screen. I know, half of your screen. <laughs> this, is, this is the punishment part, but I promise I'll get to the fun part, right? We don't see all those doors anymore. Remember, we used to see so many. I need so many more doors. I I cut some of them out. So. <laughs> yeah. Ralph had nine doors in this room for some reason. Can I, can yeah, I, I turn really quick? Go ahead, Go ahead. Ashley. 
sweet cool so i've seen a lot of people post that they're from chicago and if you do not know burb sec is a huge collection of people that come together um i think it's monthly if not monthly maybe quarterly but i'm pretty sure it's monthly and they're all over the city so definitely look it up and network in there because there's lots of good people Herb sec. Herb, herb sec. Okay, two minutes. Two minutes. Uh, before we get started today, if you ever need a pen test, red team, thread hunt, uh, incident response retainer. Uh, <laughs> the other day, someone was like, Ant- you know, we, we have incident response retainers. Continuous like, pen testing. Continuous, continuous pen testing. Very, very fun. Yeah, it's uh, physical assessments, Ralph. Yeah, we go. We, on, we do physical assessments. It's It was weird because I actually had to tell Deb we didn't have that offering on our website. Right. And it's so, yeah, you make it sound like it was my fault, but it, it, I'm, not, I'm not blaming anyone. I'm just saying that we do these things, right? <laughs> we do. Don't you say you, you have things, but I make these people Aren't help. you going to be teaching some of these things too, Ralph? Yeah. May, you know, we'll we'll save that to the end. It's that a will, surprise. Ooh, okay. mm. um, uh, thank but, you guys for joining yeah, us. We it, haven't said it yet. It, yeah, if you're coming back for like your second or 50th Black Hills webcast, we do this every week. You can join us on Thursdays. We now have your email address because if you registered through uh, through Zoom, uh, we're going to use it to email you again in the future about upcoming webcasts. Just to let you know about that. Yeah, you, we you, do not email yeah. out services. Cool. Uh, we fight. Uh, we actually, we don't have to fight anybody. Yeah, uh, we true. only email about webcasts. Uh, when someone's like, hey, should we let someone know we have a service? Nope. Like, nope. Nope. Unless we're going to give it away, then nope. Yeah. <laughs> so our, we love our these email, giveaways. Yeah. We have the least amount of people unsubscribing uh, because they're like, no, this is valuable this is to valuable. me. All right. Hey, it's one o'clock, everybody. It, it is it. time for today's Black Hills Information Good Security job. Webcast. Good job. Thank you for joining us for pre-show banter. If you're just joining us right now, that's fine. Uh, you can join us in the future. Uh, for pre-show banter if you want to it's about 30 minutes ahead of time uh, we cut that part out of the recordings because who needs that uh but we got ralph and travis here today they're going to talk about physical right practical <laughs> physical exploitation we wanted to put some more words in there but we ran out of space <laughs> uh, so to everyone that joined us for pre-show banter thank you so much go ahead and kill your cameras and microphones we'll come back for q a ian help me with q a at the end that would be great uh, and Ralph and Travis, it is all yours. If you need anything, we'll be here. All right, come on.